Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome to our next guest. We've got the beautiful Tammy Pike uh, on our show today. And Tammy is, uh, first of all, she's a, f- a friend of mine. I, I met Tammy from our trip when we went to India. And a couple of years ago in 2019, uh, Tammy and I were part of a Uh, an organization called Women Economic Forum. And we went to this conference in Delhi and we spoke uh, about heart matters and, and things that were, you know, topics that were important for us as women to speak and acknowledge. And so Tammy and I, we were roommates. And, you know, I really enjoyed that whole experience with you, Tam, because that's, first of all, India is just such a special place. And secondly, it was um, quite a a spiritual journey for me and I know for you as well. But before we get into India and all of that, I just want to let our listeners know that you are uh, such a spiritual person. You are the mum. You are the Mumpreneur magazine, magazine chief editor. You're an international speaker, and you're just a serial mumpreneur. You've got so many beautiful projects on, you know, at, at on the go, and um, such a a spirit that's creative and creating and and empowering other women. And I just wanted to acknowledge you, and that's I wanted to bring you on the show because I feel that your message is just so it needs to be heard. And so, you know, so welcome and, um, and thank you. So we, how we met, how we met, what was your take on India? Um, I've given a brief little uh, synopsis on what I felt about India. How, how was your take? What did you take away from that experience? Thanks so much, Jenny, for having me. And yeah, India was such an empowering time. And I will use the word empowering because it it is my thing that I love to talk about. But it was such an awakening time for me because I'd never been to such a big company, a company country by myself. And, you know, just going over there, I had so many people telling me, don't go, you're, you know, you're a white woman, you're, you know, you're this, you're that, you'll be unsafe and things will happen. You know, it was just horrible. Like, it's like when you're pregnant, everyone tells you their horror stories. It was the same thing. Yes. And my husband was getting really freaked out. And there's some, you know, um, other things happening over in India with other countries that made everyone sort of going, are you sure? I'm like, look, I know I'm meant to go. I, I trust this. And heading over there, I was quite freaked out because like, you know, the massive amount of time in the air and changing over um, flights and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't, it's not my normal. So it was quite, you know, a big step for me to take going by myself. And it was incredible because when I got there, I was just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know anyone, hardly anyone could speak English to start with, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, However, I thought, right, I'm in this amazing, spiritual, gorgeous country. How can I, you know, 
find my strengths, find my bearings and what can I do? And so I, I engaged a, um, a female tour guide and she showed me all of Delhi. And look, after talking to her, I had a gazillion questions to ask and she just alleviated my fears and helped me, felt, re, helped me feel really confident in who I am and understanding the culture more, which was what all I needed to do was understand the culture and how to be super respectful. And from that moment on, India welcomed me with open arms and it was the most incredible experience with beautiful women. Being up on stage too, like I talk a lot um, to, you know, Australians and Americans and, you know, people of the first world country, because I know, you know, I know what they're going through and experiencing. However, when I got to speak up on stage in front of these incredible women who are still heavily suppressed, you know, and, and a lot of women still mm. treated as a, um, an object rather than as a human being or equal, for my message to still resonate so deeply with them and get, you know, an applause and so many people coming up after and saying, thank you for sharing that. I really need to hear that. I knew that women all around the world need to hear the message to give themselves permission to step up into their life, to, you know, honor themselves, value who they are and find their worth every single day and being empowered in, in whatever way they can. And that means yes. taking care of self and prioritizing self, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, knowing that my message resonated, you know, in India too, really gave me so much more confidence in who I am. And the women that I got to spend the time with, like you and the other ladies in the WEF was really incredible. And it really helped me to, I guess, again, find that next level confidence of myself and know that my capabilities are, are so much more than what I ever realized or would let myself believe in myself. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think it's, it was such a good springboard for us and, you know, getting that message out there for, you know, to the people that need to hear it. And as you say, it's, um, you know, in that particular space and country, it's, you know, we're all different culturally, and yet we all want the same things as women, you know, we want to have that sense of being heard, being seen, and feeling connected to each other. Yeah, definitely. And it just creates more inclusivity because I feel that, you know, when we're in our little bubble, we have no idea, you know, what is happening around the world or, you know, if it's not impacting us directly, we're very ignorant towards it because, you know, there's just so much to be aware of. However, you know, I love talking to women of all generations, of all, you know, backgrounds and ethnicities and all that kind of thing, because we just get so much more knowledge. Like, it's incredible. We are all women in the core of things, like you said, but the diversity and the knowledge and the strength and the stories that come from each woman from different cultures or even generations is just it's so valuable. Like it's incredible how much we can learn and grow if only we're willing to connect with another human being and listen to their story. So over there was just an amazing experience. And uh, yeah, I just feel so much richer for it. Like it was just, it was worth every single minute. It was worth every single tear or fear, you know, to overcome and to really create even more space in my heart for more women. You know what I mean? Like it was just mm. such an opening. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're such a spiritual person. I remember, you know, vividly sitting, it was like we were getting ready for one of the first sessions and we were sitting in our, uh, on the beds, just sort of getting ready and you pulled out your Oracle cards. And I remember thinking, Oh, Oh, what are those? You know, and, and, you you channel the divine you know guidance and your you know your guides who are around you and i and you follow your intuition and i had never you you know you were one of the first people that i met who who did that and so i feel you know do you use that a lot was that something that you recently developed i, I don't think i ever asked that <laughs> you know when did you start doing that so it all started uh, like i've always been in and out of you know um, holistic alternative worlds but never fully 100% because I was always fearful of people knowing of that part of me because it was woo-woo and different and you know unacceptable back then yeah and especially with my husband because he was so black and white it was like so I'd get a psychic reading or I'll have my cards and I'd do it away and hide away from him so I couldn't see even with my emotional state I'd do the same thing because I felt it was too much so with that, I really started delving into that after um, my daughter, Brooklyn, was really unwell. Before, previous to that, I'd been to energy healers, got psychic readings for probably 10, 15 years. You know, it's always been something that I've been really, I, I loved doing and connecting with. However, mm -hmm. doing my own practice was probably about seven years ago. And um, it was after Brookie, she was born and she had a health complication and which led to her having reoccurring UTIs and being really unwell, rushed to hospital, in hospital for a week, you know, really traumatic events for me that completely put me on the edge um, of a constant breakdown, panic attacks, all that kind of thing. Mm. And throughout those times, the things that helped me get through was my spirituality, was my knowing that I wasn't alone, was my daily practices, which was reading my cards because I was so in my head and freaked out like I needed some external guidance to confirm what was what was you know the next best step just so I could breathe or yeah. you know so I could trust that I was supported um, and that was incredibly instrumental for my for me to actually get through that but I still had the breakdown that really cracked me open and made me see how fake I was being in my own life how much I was pretending to be someone I wasn't for my husband, for my friends, for society, for everyone else. And I'm like, why? What's the use of this? It, it doesn't serve me. And I was so unhappy because I was already dying inside with so much anxiety and fear and depression and all that kind of icky stuff. Mm. And I was still pretending to be the perfect wife and friend and, you know, and so when that facade broke away, it was very a vulnerable time for me. You know, I, I let go of friends and they let go of me because of my, my change and evolution. Um, my husband at many times throughout relationship, um, nearly, you know, I always gave him the ultimatum because he's like, when are you going back to normal? When things are going back to how they were? Yes. And that was just his natural, you know, his natural um, response. And I, I had to, you know, teach him that, I'm, I wasn't going to change back to anyone else because it felt too good to be me. And that was the first time in my life I loved myself. And it's spirituality that helped me see that, you know, to forgive myself, to honor myself, know that I was so supported and that, like, who was I to compare myself to anyone else? Like, yeah. why was anyone ever better than me? Or, you know, why do I have to pretend? So long story short, mm. you know, 
practicing spirituality has been um, in my blood for a long time and it has been an instrumental tool for me to get to where I am today. And yes, intuition in my business leading me throughout, you know, some of the most craziest experiences, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's been it's not easy. It's not easy to trust your intuition when you have so many external influences mm. saying why you can't, you shouldn't. This is, you know, all these kind of things, too much money. It's too much time away, blah, 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 all these things. But when I feel that, yes, it, I know now to not ignore it, you know, that full mm. body. Yes. Or that even fearful. Yes. That I, I do want to do it, but there's something blocking me, but I know it's the right next step. And my journey isn't a straight line. It's like these massive little, you know, I've gone this way and I've come back and no one can understand where my, how my journey's come to here. But I've known that every step that I've taken has been exactly where I needed to go to get to where I am right in this moment. And mm. that trust mm. that I'm not alone and that I have support. And I am the first one to tell you that I do seek confirmation. Like, even though I feel it in me, I'm still human and I still have a lot of overthinking and things happening, but I seek support in whether it's a spiritual coach or a psychic or my sister, who's my incredible yes. spiritual, you know, um, partner in crime. Yes. Um, because I, some, I sometimes I need that confirmation. I feel it's right, but there's so much other things going. Is it right? You know what I mean? Um, it might be. Uh, ending a business um you know relationship or partnership that was incredibly difficult but I knew if I had stayed in it it would have suffocated me and it would have been toxic for both of us mm. you know and that was incredibly hard but what I learned from it was boundaries and self-respect oh yeah goosebumps it's it yeah. really is you know that that whole honoring yourself and your intuition is telling you and it's having the courage to as you say not listen to what other people tell you to do and follow what is right for you and yeah. you know boundaries i think is i mean everybody's talking about them now i guess because we're understanding how having our own boundaries it's not about other people's boundaries it's about what we allow inside of our boundaries you know yeah definitely and, and who we allow in our circle of influence I find that incredibly important to know yes because even you have control of that. like you have control of that even on your social media you think you don't have control you do like yes. you know who yes. you follow who you let see ads that come into you you can completely control that and it's up to you whether you let yourself be affected. And I'm not going to say you don't, especially if you're highly empathic. Everyone's empathic, right? Mm -hmm. We've all got empathy. However, some of us are highly attuned mm -hmm. to the collective. And when we get on uh, social media, it's not just the people you're seeing. There's 2 billion people connected in this energetic container that is Facebook, right? We're all yes. connected in that. And so every time we're scrolling and you can see the themes coming through, you know, what's going on in the world or what's going on with the collective energetically wise. And if we aren't aware of that, we take that on and we start letting, letting that influence us. We start letting that affect us. Mm. And so we also too can, you know, get negative from that. We can um, start competing. We can start comparing, you know, all these things. So I had an interview with Tira Pitt like last week. And she said the same thing, even at her place where she's at in her business, mm. you have to be so intentional with social media. And for me, it's like creating a protective barrier, basically, when I go in there, because you're just 
you know, getting swarmed with so much stuff. Um, but you have to be intentional. Otherwise, you lose yourself and you start connecting into other people's stuff. And that yes. can be quite toxic. It's like you're going and eating, eating junk food all day and going, I don't know why I feel so bad. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And I feel that people don't really see, you know, what we're consuming when we're consuming. I mean, people, of course, there are many people who do see, but there are some who don't. And it's about even the even the, the shows that we binge or the, you know, the content that we're consuming outside of social media, you know, I know that I used to be highly, um, you know, addicted, I guess, to watching or to uh, reading the, the paper here, you know, and I'd read it online, of course, but every day. And then I realized that the news was being created to make me feel a certain way. And there was, I was feeling very, um, out of control. And so as soon as I removed that little, it was a habit, like a, a little ritual that I would have. I'd have my coffee in the morning and I'd read the, the newspaper online. And yes, it's important to be aware of what's happening in the world. But I think we need to understand that there are things we can control and then there are things that we just can't. And so I don't need to know about what's happening somewhere that, you know, something tragic has happened in another country. And, um, you know, I'm talking at the micro level, not the, you know, the larger issues, but, you know, when there are, are there are things that happen, I feel it, as you said, we're all em empathetic and it's those that feel it more that need to disconnect more from that, you know, unplug from that. Yeah, definitely. And for me, what, like, I don't watch the news. I don't let it come on my news feeds or anything like that. I will research and see what's going on in the world. So I'm not ignorant. However, it's the sources that I go to because the more that I connect into that, the more fearful I am in. I am in. And when I'm in a fearful state, I yeah. can't, I don't show up in the best way for myself, for my family, for my relationships, for my business. And so I know that I can't do anything to, for those circumstances outside there, right? Yeah. But I know that I can manage my own inner world. And if I make sure that I am using, you know, um, connecting with nourishing information or support people and influencers, I know that then that will help me focus on my world and heal my world, which then, you know, ripples out into the other people that I connect with through my business or through social media or whatever it is. Yeah. But taking that responsibility of self first and foremost, because I can focus on someone else's issues, but I've still got my own to deal with. And it's mm -hmm. not being selfish or, you know, just, just being, you know, in on my stuff. It, I still am aware of everything else, but I know that my energy is my energy and I only have so much I can give. So where do I focus it and how do I use that and work it? And what do I let to, you know, affect it basically? So yeah, definitely. It, it's such an important thing. I think everyone is just, it's just learning awareness because we all, you know, go through it and do it. It's just, <laughs> I think for most of my years, for the last 10 years, I've asked for, you know, to have more awareness. I have so much awareness that I can probably micro analyze every single thing that I'm doing, which sometimes isn't a good thing, but it's so good to be aware of my humanness and why I'm reacting that way and why I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Because once I know why it's there or what I'm doing, I can start changing things to create a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that you do really well is you bring 
women together. Um, I know that after uh, India, you went to Fiji and you were part of um, this collection of, of really beautiful women and, and, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert was one of your, would, would you say speakers? I'm trying to think of the right word. One of the people who was there sharing her experience and you were also a guest speaker, right? And so, you know, share a little bit about that. Cause I found that, you know, looking at it from afar, I found that so beautiful to, and, and empowering. We'll use that word because it just, to me, it seemed like what a great space and place to bring people together to, you know, to learn about, all, you know, all of the journeys of the different women, including Elizabeth. Yeah. So Elizabeth was our keynote and guest speaker and mm -hmm. she held to like a workshop and a talk. Um, I did, I was facilitating there with other 20 other women um, there's 190 women on the island and the island was booked out just for us. So wow. it was magical. And yeah. as we know, when women come together, magic happens. And it was like a mass healing. And it was incredible. Not once was there ever uh, an argument between another woman that, you know, there's just, there's just none of it. Like you think mm -hmm. that many women together, but because we had such a strong container, we were able to create such a magical experience of women truly learning the love and support of other women. And so to be able to be a facilitator and a speaker was an incredible, incredible opportunity and honor that, you know, I just, sometimes I pinch myself, like I got to, you know, speak alongside Elizabeth Gilbert and, you know, have all this, but for all these women to be you know, connected in with me and for me to support them in some way. So mm. we, it was seven days over in Fiji um, and on Plantation Island, and we got to take them through different workshops over the seven days. Um, and we had incredible, like we had a, a woman magician called Romani Romani, and she was so much fun. And like, that's the thing. There was so many tears. There's so much laughter. There's so yeah. much vulnerability. And women who'd never in their life shared their story, Mm. they did and you know it's mm. just so powerful because once you speak it you release the the emotional charge that it has on you especially for those who've had a traumatic past and you know who've been affected dramatically by another person so you know we got to really come together and even now like we still have a, a closed group for those women and they you know through COVID was so you know disconnecting for so many people because you couldn't you know go and see another person and they say the only reason they got through it how well they did was because just before was this retreat because I think it was in the February we had the retreat and March COVID hit like two weeks later wow. and that's when the world just went into chaos and yeah. it was incredible how strong these women were able to be in the situations that came like there were women in the front lines over in America when it was just chaotic and you know there were nurses and some of them had incredible accidents or you know trauma happened throughout the space but their mindset was really really I guess, solid and empowered mm. compared to what they'd be previous to that. And that is the power of, of a great facilitation, of a great retreat, of, of amazing women coming together and, you know, going through the, these workshops that help them, you know, in whatever way, mind, body and soul. So, you know, in, it, I can't recommend something like that again. We've got something coming up in, um, or not something, the Ultimate Girls Weekend Away coming up in um 
November. And we've got Gabriella Bernstein and, Sar oh no, no, it's Sark now because she can't make it. But we've got Gabriella Bernstein, Lisa Messenger and um, Claire Adele, who's an incredible um, woman in Australia who's doing like wonderful things for the First Nation people in politics so she's going to be there and helping us to really step into being an empowered woman and you know being inclusive and understanding different culture and everything that she's had to go through so like it's a huge powerful lineup and it's again an wow. honor to be part of it so yeah I can't wait to meet the women that's coming and yeah is that online or is that going to be I noticed you're looking you have a, a retreat space that you're considering in is it sort of lower Queensland or upper New South Wales are you you're running your own are they two different things so we have so there's a few things on this year yeah, so yeah my awesome. writers, share what they are yeah. Yeah. so coming up at the end of this month on the 26th to the 30th of um, May I've got my own and write your story which is a five-day container for women to really heal from their past learn you know what they've learned from that and be able to share that with other people through a written book so we're going to be nurturing them through there i've got two other facilitators my sister sue ellen pike and lisa albrecht who is the queen of retreats and um awesome. so that's really exciting and then we yeah and then in july we have a girls weekend away in brisbane and there's hubs in brisbane melbourne and perth so depending on where you are or you could do all three mm -hmm. um if you want to do that and then um, in September, we have like a luxury um, retreat at um, the Gold Coast at the Marriott where we have different hubs and you can, you know, chop and change and experience different um, retreats. And yeah, it's like, I think there's going to be like, I think it's 10 or 15 retreats in one. So it's, yeah, it's immensely amazing. So there's lots of cool things happening, but yeah, it's just about, everything is about women, like yes. all of it. Yeah. supporting them, yeah. loving them, guiding them, you know, empowering them. It's just a love fest. So yeah, yeah it's, it's very exciting. And so the one that you spoke about in the beginning with Gabby Bernstein, is that going and Lisa Messenger and um, Adele, what was her name? Claire Adele? Yeah, Claire Adele. Is that going to be online, presumably? So there has options for that to be online because they're having, um, because last year we got it was international we had women from india dubai um you know ireland and america so you know this year obviously due to covid we mm. we can't you know uh, that's not happening international travels cancelled so what liesel has created is international hubs so there's going to be different hubs all over the world and okay. then you can also do online workshops um, with access to, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein, Lisa Messenger and Claire Dell as well. So. Great, great. And are there any spots left at the, for your retreat at the end of this month? Is that something that you would like to put out there for people if they're interested? Yeah, I have two spots left um, for my writer's retreat because I'm keeping it really intimate. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's two spots available and I really want to make sure that the women that are applying for this are women who, you know, really know that they have a message to share, but they just have, whether it's a lacking self-belief, overwhelm of where, where they, you know, where do they start or what do they write? And, you know, really ready to step up and, and show up because I feel this year is, is about women doing that, really creating that foundation for their businesses, but mm -hmm. also more than anything, creating a, a large ripple, which we all can do. And, 
And I love yeah. books. Like they've always been a huge part of my life. Yes. I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and we learn, like humans learn from humans. Like we love learning through story. Yeah. And um, the feedback that I've been getting from the books I've already helped publish is just incredible because, you know, there's not so much of this vulnerability um, being shown more and more. Yes. But for so many centuries, women have felt so suppressed. But now we're in this era where it's like, fuck everything. I'm sorry if I said that, if you need to beep that out. But like, who cares about what other people think? It's yes. time to share my story. Being respectful, obviously, but it's time to stop being hidden. It's stop, you know, time to stop playing small. It's time to stop, you know, stopping yourself and, you know, being your own worst en enemy, especially if you know what you have can support another person. Like, for it's sure. like get out of your own way get out of your way yes. and do what you've always dreamed and in in that helping other people so yes and actually I've just realized that this podcast will probably be published after your writer's workshop so but that you might have others so it's really great to just talk about <laughs> talk about it and then there's the other retreats as well that are happening so you know yeah. you you have all this beautiful um bringing together of of people and how do you like how do you find time then you're honoring yourself you're honoring other women how do you find time for yourself what do you do to fill your own cup up so this year has been pretty hectic and I'm not gonna lie I'm human and it's yeah. been something that is on and off for me but it's like I when I start getting really to the point I'm like oh pull back and it's just that re you know re awakening to what's going on I guess and, and yeah you know my husband's always like Tim what are you doing for yourself and I have an incredible husband yeah. um and so my my main things that I've been doing lately is we've just started running up again running again in the mornings as a family um you know yeah I love doing that <laughs> yeah usually I ride my horse but I've said um this this you know this time I'm going to start running and getting a bit more engaged in that exercise but mm -hmm. also reading I love reading um fiction so that's a huge um you know time out for me and having a bath with my crystals and my magnesium so I do that like four times a week at least yeah. every night uh you know just to do that but then taking time out to breathe like we have a so much stuff going on in the background not just my business like we're in negotiations with purchasing another business my husband and I we're yep. homeschooling kids so for me it's taking time when I can but making it worthwhile. So we have 80 acres, so I can just walk out the back and just be in nature and wow. just taking moments, you know, to listen to the ground. That's, that's hugely beneficial for me too. So. Yeah. And I just love, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the story that you shared about your horses. I mean, horses are such a spiritual animal and the, you know, the story that you shared, ties in with everything you've been saying today about how you have to, we have to listen to ourselves and our own knowing because, you know, share about your, which horse I'm not sure it was, but it was the one that was really sick with, I think it was the hoof. The hoof was um, lame or it was not well. And, and there was, you know, share that story. Cause I was just like, wow, you've this, you know, you've really shown how, it's so important to listen to ourselves and the guidance that we know is possible in many instances, right? Yeah, definitely. So this was the second big thing in my life where it 
it was a lesson for me to step into my power and trust myself and my intuition. Mm. Um, first one was Brookie because with Brookie, when she was sick, I went completely against all the doctors. I'm against everyone else's advice around me. And we went holistic and now she's a crazy, healthy seven-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then with RM, he's a purebred Morgan. Um, and he had um, a septic arthritis when a piece of wire went into his back leg. He had two surgeries and I would go there daily to, you know, do my juju stuff with him and everything like that. And he was so alive and he was so, you know, willing to deal with all the stuff. However, the vet said because the reinfection kept reoccurring that he wanted to put RM down. And I was like, I just can't. He's telling me he wants to live. I can't do that. Like that would be for me murder, right? Like Mm, I couldn't mm. forgive myself. The guilt would be horrendous. Mm. And so I went against him. I went there. I when he wasn't there, I picked up my horse. He rang me as I had my horse in my float and he abused me, saying I was doing a really horrible thing, putting him through the pain, all this kind of stuff. And I took him home. And it was a six six, eight month journey of bringing him back to wellness because he was, the reinfections just kept happening. I went to different vets to try and sort it out. You know, like it was a huge investment of time and energy, but this horse wanted to live. At one stage, he was on three legs and I had people telling me, you need to put him down. You know, you're, you're just so cruel. And so I had all this, you know, external influence making me feel horrible, but he kept saying, yes. So trusting Mm. my intuition and Along the way, I got I, I engaged animal communication and energy healing and all this amazing naturopath, um, homeopathy, um, all that kind of stuff to help him get better and just trusting that he was going to get better. Um, it wasn't until, so that happened, I think, in the October and what was it? And September, end of September. And then the following year, it wasn't until February that the infection stopped, you know? Mm. So it was incredible. I was so um yeah out of sorts with that but the thing is I trusted myself and I I put it out to the universe um in that February I needed someone who could help me take him to the next stage because he'll still so sore I hadn't got any farriers in because um couldn't lit, you know put weight on that leg but this amazing woman called Alison McIntosh she's a vet and fat like farrier and all that kind of stuff I met her randomly at the organic shop and I hadn't seen her for two years and I put that out, like, I really need someone to help me with him. And yeah. she was there. And so I talked to her about him. And so she asked me, well, I'll come out and have a look. And because she was a vet, she was able to anesthetize him and do his hooves. And that was a huge part of him healing and, you know, getting better as well, because it was so instrumental in, in, in balancing him and all that kind of stuff. But all these things just kept happening and aligning to trust that he was going to get better. Now he's out in my paddock galloping around like a happy fat fool. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and the lesson was incredible. Again, it was like it was a marathon, a spiritual marathon. It was for me, and mm. um, because it was like, am I doing? You're always questioning yourself, and especially when you have everything else going around you. But my gut kept telling me, you know, like this is the right path. You're doing the right thing, you know. And mm. it's quite funny. I had a car, a equine chiropractor out. Um, not so long ago, like a month ago. And I had one of my husband had his friends over and he was one of the ones who said, you need to put that animal down. Like you need to put him down. Mm. And he's like, oh, who's that gorgeous horse? I'm like, that's a horse you told me to put down. He's like, yeah. no way. He looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. And 
he's like really goes oh my god I'm glad you didn't listen to me and see this wow. is the thing like how often do we yeah. listen to others instead of our own intuition and what is the outcome that we've created because of that and what can be the outcome when we listen to ourselves so you know, again, every time I start doubting myself, I seem to call in these big experiences and I'm like, no more, I'm done, I'm done. Okay, I believe, I listen. <laughs> so I've done the boot camps, you know, I've done the endurance and I, you know, so for me not to listen, mm -hmm. um, I know that there's going to be outcomes that I'm not going to like if I don't listen to my gut. And it, it's proven over and over again, you know what I mean? That mm -hmm. I, I know it, but I don't follow it. An outcome is, you know, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Mm. So, so circumvent all that and just follow your intuition, follow your knowing. And, you know, I think that's, it can be a, that can be a lesson for many things because I know even for human illness and, and things that are going on with uh, in us, you know, we often give our power away to others who we think know better, yet when we really look inside ourselves and, you know, we can, there's so much we can do for ourselves, which then empowers us. So that, you know, what you've learned from, you know, Brooke, Brookie and from your horse, RM, it just, you know, you can apply it to so many aspects. We all can apply it to so many aspects of our life by taking back our power, listening to what our bodies are telling us about ourselves because it's really you know I mean horses and and maybe animals are, are different because they can't necessarily tell us although they can you know intuitively and energetically they can it's just whether or not we can hear them you know or we're willing to hear them and I think from a you know, just from listening to ourselves, then we can actually allow ourselves to feel that much more um you know less at the mercy of other people oh most definitely and research like when brookie was yes sick, i would just i actually got like um uh i don't know tendonitis or something in my thumb mm. because i was on my smartphone all the time <laughs> researching it was, it was so silly but i was when she was awake i was researching and like i have two other kids and my husband but they just not like they didn't exist but my world become what do I need to do or what can I learn to help my daughter and I just got like this focus and same with RM like I, I got herbs and I got tinctures and I got this and that but I researched I became empowered with my knowledge because knowledge is power and yes. that's what I think we forget and we have with this this, we have access to everything that's possibly, you know, around on this planet, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pointing to your, um, the internet, <laughs> pointing yeah, to your iPhone. phone. Sorry. Yeah. For the podcast. Sorry. If you're not watching the video. Yeah. I'm talking to my <laughs> iPhone about my iPhone. I mean, yeah. smartphone. Yeah. If we just are willing to do the work, we can tap into universal knowledge and we mm. can access knowledge that once would have been out of reach for us you know or we wouldn't be given um and i just feel like once we are willing to to step outside the box go against or not even go against like i don't want to say go against but find your way and trust that you can know as well you become empowered like when brookie was sick i was i was debating with my specialist 
about you know probiotics versus antibiotics and you know all that kind of stuff and i'm like because i had my research and i had you know case studies and all this kind of stuff i presented that to him and in the end he said well you can give it a go and just see what it is but because I'm a doctor and this is my thing, I have to say, you have to do this, but I can see you, you know, you, you've done your research. So do what you think is best and then mm. we'll see what happens. Well, Brookie just got better and better and better. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and it's not that, and I com- I'm completely about integrative health. It's not yes. that I'm against the medical system. I'm against, I'm, I'm for empowered health. And you know what I mean? Like having the right people to support you through that. So, yeah. 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 And I, and as you say, knowledge is, is power. And there's so much, even just in our own development, you know, there's so much information out there now that, you know, I had to go to university for, (laughs) you know, or like to learn about the psychology of things. Cause, um, I have a, a degree, a bachelor of arts in psychology and, you know, you didn't get that anywhere. You could maybe go to the library, but you had to go to, um, you know, to somewhere to learn more in depth information whereas now we can all um you know not that we're all dr googles i think there's probably the um <laughs> the opposite of that you know we can over over diagnose and over analyze what what's wrong or you know what we need to look at but i think that there's just so much more information it's whether or not you choose or you know people choose to know or not know because there's also comfort in just feeling you know, oh, well, this is, this is where I am. And, you know, I think there are people who don't necessarily want to explore what's available to them. And that's okay, too. Right? There's no right or wrong, good or bad. You know, everybody has their own experience that they have on this on this earth in this existence that we're in right now in this body, right? That's not easy, is it? Like, once you are awoken to, I guess, self-responsibility um and the real world outside of you know um let's say in the I like to call it the sleeping beauty syndrome where Mm. you know we're sort of under the spell and we're sort of guided in everything through our government through media and all that kind of stuff but it's usually people who are woken through either trauma or an experience or just their own awakening like it's not easy. It's not easy to go on a different path to what everyone else is going to go away from the herd, you know, kind of saying, yeah. Yeah. and cause you know, it's safety in numbers, isn't it? But yeah, it, it is so much for me, like this journey hasn't been easy and being different and unique wasn't always a good thing for me when I first started on this journey because you know there were people who rejected me and judged me and still judge me but I'm I don't care right (laughs) you know what I mean like it's it's being brave enough to do it because I get in ignorance is bliss like but the thing is in that ignorance I wasn't even happy that it's just easier you Mm. know what I mean like I wasn't living a good life. I was living a life that I thought I should be. Um, so I, I don't believe that it's either good or bad, but when you get to go on your own journey that you're leading through your own intuition and your own knowledge, like so much magic happens as well. Like, yes, it's hard work, but we're really just letting go of shit that we didn't know how to process or, you know, express because we suppressed it. And that's what we are. Like we're a very suppressed society. Mm. However, once we get through all that stuff, 
like life's just so gorgeous. Like you said, the magic of synchronicities and the magic of, you know, following each step and seeing what's blossoming. That's what you told me when we're starting. And that's mm. what this journey is when we're willing to step into our truth and follow our own, you know, navigation system and, you know, and let joy be our, our north. So I feel it's a super fulfilling journey. Um, the people that I've got to connect, I'm getting all emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, the, the, you know, the people that I've got to connect with because I've gone on this journey and because I've been willing to do the work, to do the work, to do the work and, you know, share it with others so openly, mm. I'd, never, I'd never change it for an instant because it's mean that I've, I've left a legacy and I've, I've created a positive ripple in the world. And, you know, to me, that's more worthwhile. And my kids, they're so unbelievably, unbelievably, empowered and wild and free which is awesome yeah um but it's also difficult and I understand that like I know I'm not an easy person for my husband or you know that because I'm just so left a field and out there yeah but I know I bring so much goodness to it as well you know to their lives so yeah and I think there's something for the soul to be as you say so self-expressed you know, that ability to let go of what other people think about us or what, you know, what will they say? It's just like, who cares? You know, (laughs) I mean, it's easier said than done, but I feel that if you can tap into that, you know, I'm going to be on my own journey because this gives me fulfillment. This gives me joy. As you said, that joy is actually allowing all of the cells in your body to vibrate at this frequency that taps into any, you know, whatever else is possible. I, I just, I kind of feel that, you know, we haven't known that we haven't been taught that. And so when you get an opportunity to tap into that feeling of joy and fulfillment and excitement and, you know, this is what I meant to be doing for sure, then suddenly your whole outlook, everything changes. And it's just such a, as you say, magical, what a wonderful word, magical place to be. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's one of my things like magic is huge in my life and it's not like woo woo magic or anything like that it's the magic of everything like the Mm. magic of a butterfly or the sun coming through the trees or the wind on my face like the connection I have with my kids or my husband or my horse like that's magic to me and if I'm willing to see the magic every day Mm. um, sometimes I'm ignorant because I'm stressed or you know the humanness comes in and uh, I'm overwhelmed with stuff but when I'm willing to step back and and breathe it down and ground into the earth and see what's around me then the magic starts appearing so easily and effortlessly but yeah it's it's an incredible journey to be on and um and you're never too late to start either like you know what I mean like I get so many people go oh this is the old I've always been this way and there's no use changing now I'm like why not like yeah (laughs) why not like why would you not want to change like you know (laughs) it it just confounds me but it is what it is Yeah. And I think, you know, you said it like your past been zig and zag and zig and zag. For some reason, there's this belief that it's got to be linear. You know, I've got to start at the bottom and then I'll get to the top. But it actually doesn't really work like that. It, you know, everybody's lives are so, um, you know, zigging and zagging (laughs) if you, if you look at it and those lessons or those experiences are there to help us along our way and to give us more knowledge more what to do's and what not to do's I just and I just want to share this I know we're we're coming to time but 
the thing is linear is very masculine and we've been in a masculine dominated society for centuries right mm. so time linear um you know mentality it's like you got a goal you go straight to it but however we forget that we're both masculine and feminine and especially women you know what I mean like we're not supposed to go direct like our lives are are filled of with ebbs and flows and the seasonal changes within ourselves and mm. and that's what like that journey has been on it's like being this you know constant ebb and flow and changes and if we try to resist that and just go straight through a lot of the time we just focus on the end goal instead of the journey and that's been my biggest thing my whole life is to to come back into the now stop just looking at the goal Mm. enjoying the journey as we go because that's most of the magic to get there like we all experience that when this happens I will be xyz but really it's not that it's the journey that will help you experience that and when you get that that's just like icing on the cake yeah you know so it's it's just perspective like oh my god perspective is everything there's there's a million different ways to look at one thing like someone would see a flower and someone see a weed you know someone will see the most beautiful thing someone will say like I don't like the color I love the smell I don't you know what I mean everyone has so many different um ideas and feelings and expressions from past and present that everyone sees something different so why not let's see from you know as many perspectives as we can and not be so judgmental and restricted or unyielding to learning and growing, um, you know, our perspective. And then life just changes dramatically, like completely upends and you go, everything that you thought you knew, you don't. And the best advice I've ever got is that if you think you know, know it all, you're dead. Like, because yeah. <laughs> we just don't know it all. And we have to keep growing and changing to evolve, which is what we are, evolving human beings. So, mm. Mm. No, that's beautiful. Well, I, I just have enjoyed so much speaking with you learning you know learning something new there's always something that you're you're working on it's just beautiful how can people if they want to work with you or they want to get in touch with you i'll put it in the show notes as well down below but just how what's the best way to get in touch with you tam so um i have a few different platforms facebook obviously is um tammy pike or mumpreneur movement magazine or mm -hmm. empowered publishing just mm -hmm. depends on what you want. If you want to share your story through a digital magazine, connect with me on Mumpreneur Movement Magazine. If you're wanting to write your story um, through a book or children's book, then connect with me at Empower Publishing on okay. websites as well. So, Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, we will put all that um, in our notes and it has been such a joy. Thank you so much. I just love you to bits. It's been wonderful. Likewise, Jenny, it's been too long and this has been so joyful. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course more freedom more fulfillment starting now please subscribe so you never miss an episode share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel and remember there is no ceiling only the one you create so keep raising the roof till next time <laughs>